Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Wake up, Lincoln. I overslept. Damn rooster didn't crow. It's time for Early Break. Sponsored by Midwest Bank. Live from Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. I'm wrong, but I'm not. Husker Online, Steve Sipple. If I were a feral cat. And longtime college football assistant coach, Bill Bush. You get one team. Mine's the Houston Oilers. I'm, so, not, I'm not the Texans, and I'm not the Titans, so, so I'm out. This is Early Break. Well, welcome back to hour two on a I'm Thursday. Okay. Steve yeah. Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on early break. Hour two sponsored by our friends at Midwest Bank member FDIC. FDIC. Location in Lincoln at 27th and Jamie Lane. New location coming to 70th and Pioneers by early 2024. And it's a Thursday in Creighton. What's the uh, what's the special for Steve Schindler today? Well, Steve will be out of the office today. What? Steve is out of the office today, but you'll still see him in Creighton. You'll see him in the Midwest Bank panel van driving around town. He is winterizing sprinkler systems around town. I really need that done. So he's winterizing sprinkler systems. He's basically door to door, and he does he does he does it all himself. Does it all himself. So he's winterizing sprinklers throughout the town of Creighton. He'll be back from noon to one to do loans. Okay, and then he's back out there on the street. Out there getting things done. So he's got to have a big hour. He has, he has a big hour. He'll be big very hour. busy for that. But he he starts about, he'll, matter of fact, he's probably, he's, he's out of the driveway right now. He's already started. He'll start here in the next five minutes or so on, on winterizing sprinkler So systems. he wears coveralls in this. Yes, he does. He has coveralls on. Midwest Bank logo on the coveralls. And there's, it's, it's Naturally. Kind of, kind of a white panel, panel van. van. A, a white a panel, panel van? It means there's no windows in it. It's just a oh, straight van. Kind of a creepy van. Creepy van, van yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> creepy. There's definitely other terms for it besides yeah. panel van. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unmarked van, generally, yeah, you know, yeah. I like that. So I like I've heard that. my grandkids refer to these panel vans. Yes, yeah, yeah. And something not named, different. You can yeah. say on the radio, yeah. something different. So Steve will be out going basically, basically door to door, shutting off everyone's sprinkler systems, blowing them That's out. Amazing, yeah, to get that stuff done. That's Just, a yeah. great service. That's a great yeah. service. No, I, I have, have to literally do this today. Like you do. I, I got to go home. I got to get yeah. the sprinkler system cleared out. It's, so you wish you know, probably going to freeze that's tomorrow. Why, that's why yeah. Steve's doing it. What yeah. do you do? Well, you got to turn the water off because yeah. okay. you don't want the pipe to burst okay. Okay. along your water wall. off. Yeah. Step well, one. and then you have to yes. clear the water that's still in the system that's needs to come probably out. Probably the most important yeah. is, the, is the clearing step of the water. Two. Step two. Clear <laughs> water. Expertise here. Yeah. Step three. Well, so step one for me is I'm going to watch the video that I've watched five times already <laughs> yeah. and hope that I get it like I did last year. YouTube? That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch I that have thing three times. Coming. I'll walk outside with the, because you got to turn a screw like 
halfway. It's like Step a, a quarter turn. Quarter yeah. turn. Okay. And then I have to remember which, you know, it's, it's going to be a disaster for me. But. Righty, tidy, lefty, <laughs> loosey. There you go. <laughs> that, it's important to know what the concern was. Yeah. It's important to know I still say it. I still yeah, say it. In, I do, in my mind. In my mind, yeah. I say it all the time. Well, you have to. Then there's sometimes you're doing something, I'm like, hold on, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> that was quite well, often. I messed up. I'm going the wrong oh, way. No. Uh-oh. This is getting tighter. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> I messed up again. That's when I say it in my head. Righty, tidy, lefty, loosey. In your head. In your head. Sometimes out loud. It's incredible. Sometimes out loud. Shafe, good luck. Uh, we are, yeah, we, yeah, thank you. We have Mike Schaefer, 24-7 Sports, in the building. Uh, good to have you, Shafe. Again, your hour sponsored by Bearish and Beer Garden in Omaha. Yeah, a, uh, another great weekend ahead to uh, to hit up the Beer Garden. I, you're probably going to want to stay inside, but if you know you it's get a, a respite from the weather, you could you could yeah. pop out into the, the actual Beer Garden patio that they have there. Great food. Get the LeBertian Mac. Tremendous burger. But if, if you want chicken, they have uh, the hot uh, Nashville hot chicken. Mm-hmm. Simple. I don't know if you're familiar. This is a craze that's hit the Midwest recently. The Everybody's got chicken? like a, the, yeah. Then, well, Explain they all, the craze. Yeah, they want to do the Nashville hot chicken thing, which is apparently just different than like spicy chicken. Well, I, I, I'm aware of yeah, something. Well, I'm just done explaining. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'm not aware of that. Well, I, there you go. No, they, there, There's a couple spots in Lincoln that are trying to do Nashville yeah. hot chicken. Okay. I, mean, I assume it's not the same as out there, but it, it's good. About the same as Nashville? <laughs> yeah. I would imagine solid, they have a little it, bit better it's, version It's hitting of it. Lincoln, yeah, for sure. They're trying so to get some you want to go out in the beer garden, you have a cigarette out there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's nice. That's the most important thing here. It's Shafe. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> it, does. it does. I love when you, I love when you like, you come into, a, into an establishment, a bar at that, and there's like six people standing right out in front of the door smoking. <laughs> to where Bill the wants old, to be. At the old journal store, yeah. they had to have a memo that said, don't smoke in front of the building. They created a little cubby area hole where yeah. you're <laughs> hidden, right? hidden away. Not that you I smoked. I wasn't a smoker, but I got a kick out of it when there were people out front smoking. <laughs> Is there anything better than when you walk by the smoking room in an airport? And it's just like a haze in there. People just walking, just like they're like in an aquarium. Very healthy. <laughs> they're healthy in an aquarium. They're just, just like, how do you smell like when you walk out of there? <laughs> We're not making a, fun of smokers. Is a cigarette no. worth it? Is it worth Did walking into that into an aquarium of smoke into for, the haze. <laughs> for 10 minutes? <laughs> you know, it might be. All right, let's talk be. ball. Well, okay, so. College football. There, let's talk there, ball. There's a, there is an interesting thing in recruiting yesterday. Yeah. I saw a picture. This I thought this was wild. A so, photo. We have mentioned over the last few months on this show, Grant Bricks, the lineman from Iowa. Yesterday, there there is a Nebraska equipment truck parked outside of the practice field where he plays high school football. Have you seen that? And Bill, have you ever seen something like that before in recruiting? I ask, I ask you first. I yeah, guess. that's happened before. Things okay. of that nature have happened. Before. Recruiting truck. Yeah, it's not, it's, it, it's truck. not just, oh, par for the course. No, okay. but... It's but, unique, but, but, but not. Unique, but but it, things of that yeah. nature have been Shea, done. You've covered this Grant Brick story very closely. What is this? Is a how many other instances of players making this a mystery have you have you come across that's like this one? Uh, well, this one's difficult because I think there's a legitimate chance he could end up at any of Kansas State, Nebraska, Oklahoma. I think it's been difficult for him to just lock in on one team, make that decision. Be done with it. And then you have to throw in this component, which makes yesterday kind of humorous to me as well. Grant Bricks is like the last recruit that I could think of that would want <laughs> an equipment truck outside of his school. Like he doesn't, he doesn't just really want it, the attention, you know, like he, yeah. he wants to be able to just go about and do what he does. And so that's why I found it kind of funny. And I'm sure it, the amount of credit that it gives you inside your high school is overwhelming. So there's that. And it's not like he 
he probably needed it, but it was, there's, there's different types of recruits and Bill would know this very well. Like there's a, there's a personality where having something like that would really hit home. And then there's, I think Grant where it's like, Oh, okay. You know, (laughs) it's just not, it doesn't strike me as he's just like, probably baffled by it to be honest. Just, yeah. I mean, he's confused when there's, three different recruiting services at his high school football game on a Friday night <laughs> in Logan, Iowa. And he's, he's like, he's like, it's not a top 10 team that they're playing, you know, like mm. that's, that's the way his mind works. So uh, huh. I found that kind of funny from a, from the whole thing yesterday. But yeah, this is a, it's a, a big mystery. deal. I mean, Nebraska is going really hard after him. I think they have uh, several of their recruits are involved in terms of the peer recruiting. There seems to be some momentum <laughs> for Oklahoma, but sometimes that just feels like it's, it comes from, the Oklahoma recruiting site just went and talked to him and he said good things about Oklahoma. So, Oh, it must be mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Well then the Nebraska people, you know, so it becomes this sort of circular confirmation on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Nebraska still got a, a great shot at it because I don't think he's ready to announce or make any kind of decision. There it was just a, keeps getting pushed further back. Right. There was a period when we thought it was going to happen this summer. Well, yeah, he said, he's told me a couple different times that he feels like he's, he's close, but then he also says like, then I end up talking with one of the other coaches and it just goes right back into, hmm. you know, I can see myself here and I can see myself there. And then there's a part of me that wonders if it's not to the point where he's developed such a strong relationship with the three different schools He's going to have a hard time just making the phone call and saying no. Saying no. And he's right. just a, now he's in the state of avoidance, which I'm, I, I don't know, Bill, how often have you sort of experienced that where you feel like this kid just doesn't want to tell me no? Yeah, there's, there's but times that happens. So you know, just, and it's like a hard conversation yeah. for him. And, and with, with all those schools, they're all, they're all have a little different niche to them. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they fit well. It, it does feel like the way his personality is, but I don't know him at all. Just from everything that Shay fills us in on, that he really fits with a Nebraska K State, yeah. it really feels yeah. that way. It, really, because if I you're agree. looking at it right now, if you just if you're, you're saying right now, in in the most part, you'd say Oklahoma. Why would you not go to Oklahoma? Seven and zero chance they're going to the SEC. Their chance to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. Their things are as ascending as you can be, and they're playing extremely well on both sides of the ball. Da 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 da. They have the history. They have all the stuff, and so. But then it's like, yeah, that that's not the number one yeah. thing. And I also, think it's proximity. I think he's a proximity guy, yep, and also he's just very much a program guy, and he's like, if I want to play in the NFL, I can obviously get there from any place that I go um, you know, with it. And so each year, you know, only one team wins the national championship. Right. And so, but, but in the past here, before the 12-team playoffs, you didn't have a chance that there really was every year about eight teams that were recruiting you that you had a chance. That's, that was about it. Eight out of 133. Mm-hmm. That was about it. Had a chance to be able to do that. So if that's your only and main goal, then then you're then it's like, hey, I'm talking to Georgia. I'm talking to Alabama. I'm talking to – that's what I'm talking to. But that's not where he's at. It doesn't seem from what yeah. all the information shapes uh, filled us in on. So I think you have a great chance at Nebraska. I think I, guess, I would say the way it sounds, it sounds like it's Nebraska and K-State, the way his personality. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, plays out. In terms of another lineman from Nebraska, uh, Caleb Pyfram was an Illinois mm-hmm. commit. Is Nebraska after him at this point? Where's where's his status of recruitment at? Yeah, you know, when he first initially decommitted from Illinois, I was like, all right, if Nebraska's really involved here, this will move pretty quickly because with Eric Ingerson, when he was committed to Pitt and then ends up committed to Nebraska, that was a very quick, you know. And so that it sort of tells me that Nebraska and Pyfram um, are in the spot where they were in late June where it just feels like Nebraska has other linemen. Um, but, and they view him as an interior guy uh, more than a tackle, and they already have Jake Peters and Landon Davidson, Gibson Pyle. Preston Talmua, they need tackles. And if they don't view Caleb Pyfram as a tackle, uh, then they're they're just not in the same spot of need there. I, I almost felt like the decommitment was more about Illinois than it was anything Nebraska-related. 70 visitors last week, is that right? About 70? There was a lot of them. Um, I don't know the total number. Okay, I, what are we looking at this week? This week, again, I mean, you're, you've got some guys already slated to come in. Larry Tarver Jr. is a official visitor from... Norland High School down in uh, Miami. He uh, was a small high school player. They got recruited to a kind of a larger high school for their state title run because this is what happens in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of helped raise his stock a little bit. And more teams have seen him. He's going against better competition. He's an interior defensive back. Uh, is how twenty four seven Sports <clears throat> presents it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they like his ability to cover from the the interior spot. And I think Nebraska is kind of looking to add some more. Um, secondary members basically i mean if you look at this class they have a lot of guys committed that are defensive backs already and so there must be something that they see there and they seem to recruit almost based off of niche sometimes too where if they feel like this guy could really help them as an interior corner and they don't feel like they have enough of that in their room then they're going to target that as a need and Mm -hmm. so that seems to be the case uh larry's pretty excited about it and um you know i think this could go if the door is actually completely open, and sometimes these visits are just to, to bring a guy in, you want to see the measurement, you want to see if he's what he's listed at, you want to match up the personality. If, if everything is green for Nebraska by Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if he were to flip for Maryland. So that's okay. that's one. Uh, there's two kids coming from Bishop Gorman. 
Xander Rugger Rolly. Wow, that's a name. Um, that's a great name. That's a great name. <laughs> He's their left Take tackle, it. and I talked to him last night, and he gave me um, an all-time quote that I can't say on the air, mm. but I'll I'll let you guys mm. know in between. You can say it. It'll be, tweet it? it'll be in tweet the story. It? Uh, there's going to be dump buttons needed, okay. so I don't okay. want to. I got a dump button over here. I don't, <laughs> don't want to. No, I, I'm not going to mess with Okay, that's but, fine. Uh, Xander Ruggeroli. Yeah, so he's uh, he's excited to come in. He's only been playing football for a couple years. He's uh, playing left tackle for Bishop Gorman. For those that don't know, Bishop Gorman's one of the best programs in the country. Produces an insane amount of talent. And uh, I think he's quickly becoming a very intriguing senior film guy out on the West Coast. Nebraska mm-hmm. and Donovan Rayola have had a pretty good relationship with him since uh, he was offered in spring of 22. So he's coming out for a visit his teammate, I can't think of the first name right off the top of my head. Last name's Harris. Wide receiver committed to Arizona will be joining him okay. as well. And so okay. I haven't talked with Harris as much. He confirmed the visit, but um, I'm not sure if Nebraska is actively recruiting there. Uh, but those are those are kind of the, the most interesting ones coming in this weekend that I know of at this point. But obviously things fluid and it can change. Uh, the, the line on this game is Nebraska's a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Purdue. Mm-hmm. How do you assess the game? Do you regard it as a toss-up? Yeah, I do. I regard it as a toss-up. I think that this, uh, I mean, I, it feels, in a lot of ways, Nebraska is an 11-point favorite, I think, against Northwestern, and mm-hmm. these feel like the same games to me. They really do. Um, so I guess in, in some ways you could argue that there could be the potential for Nebraska to win by two touchdowns. I don't I don't see it. It was the same thing for me last week where I have a tough time seeing them put points up into the mid-20s. Nebraska. Which I think is going to be necessary for you to cover like a two touchdown thing. Now, obviously, Purdue Nebraska could cover with a sixteen thirteen win. So, and I I think this game will be played in the teens. I think a lot of their games are going to be played in the teens. Mm. Um, and it's just going to be can Nebraska's defense prevent uh, some big plays and um, can the offense not set them up in bad spots? I mean, I I think that Nebraska has the ability for some big plays this weekend, uh, which is both good and bad because. It's Kind of the boom and bust nature of it, but I, I think they'll escape with a win. But it's it's truly a toss up for me. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if we're covering a Nebraska back to to five hundred situation after Saturday too. I mean, the lines are really interesting to me. That Northwestern Nebraska was a 11, yeah. 11 and a half point favorite. I regard Purdue as a better team than Northwestern. Yeah, I do too, and they're coming off of a bye as well, and they have a defensive oriented uh, head coach. And Nebraska's offensive struggles are well documented, and yeah. so I like that's. For the last two weeks, those have been the things that I've been mostly just kind of thinking of. You had Northwestern's coach as a defensive coordinator, Purdue's coach as a defensive coordinator that extra week. And, you know, we've we've kind of seen Heinrich Harburg has sort of been all over the place. And so mm-hmm. if there's different defenses that can put him in peril, you would think that these coaches would be the ones that could kind of unlock it here in the middle of the season. Purdue has been a terrible defense, but they do they do have a lot of sacks. Yeah, they I think they turn teams over at a decent rate too, but I might be – mistaking them with another team on Nebraska. Schematically, you'll want to look hard at them because when you play someone uh, like Nebraska with the option game, mm-hmm. zone defense, some there's concept. I say zone, you say the word zone. There's, mm-hmm. there's different ways to play it. But to have uh, the different ways to match up are much better in that area. And he is a man-to-man guy. Oh. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they did. Because when you're when, when you're in a man-to-man situation and it turns into option football, as soon as the quarterback is sideways or as soon as the quarterback extends the ball like this, okay. now it turns into an 11-on-11 game. Then it's like, then where's the free safety? What's his fit? How are they doing that? That was part of the reason that Illinois struggled at times in some of the fits 
the big run by by Harburg right for the touchdown mm-hmm. right after the turnover was a poor fit, and the defense would have been very hard. And so there's ways to detect zone or man on with motions, movements, different things. But that will be the interesting scheme part because that he is a man to man guy. Jake, did you get that? I did. No football. Yeah. No football. Yeah, no football over that here. That was football. Time. That was good. That was good. So, again, uh, uh, last before we get to Bill's Thrills next segment, question about Nebraska's defense. There's been a conversation regarding, is Nebraska the best defense in the Big Ten West? Where do you stand on that? Uh, it's still probably Iowa uh, for me. I mean, I, I think they're probably the one that I trust the most. But at the same time, I mean, both of these teams have gone up against, uh, you know, Penn State and Michigan, and neither was in a game. Uh, so, you know, it's it's hard to say that there's probably a big difference between either at this point. But mm-hmm. Nebraska, I, I feel confident with Nebraska's defense in every game that they play with the remaining schedule. So I I feel good about them. Uh, I, feel, I feel very good about them, actually. I think they're playing pretty confident right now. I think Nebraska's front six or seven, depending on how they're lined up, are, is better than Iowa's. I think Iowa's advantage is in the back end. Yeah, with Cooper, DeGene, and, yeah. and those guys. And they got great safety. I can't say his name, but yeah, they got they're they're really good in the back end. Not that Nebraska's not, but I think Nebraska with the way Nash Hutmacher and Ty Robinson are playing, um, and then the young guys where you mix in those. I mean, the quick twitchy Prince Will, Uman Miellen, yeah, and, and Cam Lenhart. I, oh, sorry. I no, go that. ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I was just going to say. Yeah. I think one of the the great things that I sort of picked up on here this season is it kind of feels like Nebraska's defense operates like a baseball lineup where you have two hitters of opposite hands where they both mash against the opposite handed pitcher so they kind of can platoon things and so you can mix in Nick Henrich when it's a Nick Henrich game and you can mix in John Bullock or Luke Reimer and I think that allows you to extend like when you have Ty Robinson and Nash playing at such a high level Mm -hmm. then you can put in the right pieces around them it just makes that front seven front six whatever we want to pretty call good it. it's pretty good yeah it, it well it makes it deep too yes. and so you can mix and match as you need and that is one of the the real benefits of what this staff has inherited from the previous roster i mean as there was eric shenander did a nice job of finding different pieces and putting those in the uh in the defense and so when tony white got here that made the whole process a little bit easier remember when white got here he talked about like there's talent yeah, I mean, we all kind of sat there going, "Huh, really?" Uh, and he, but he was right. I off was the trying bat. to talk you into the defensive line this summer. Right, you were, and I was a little hesitant. I know you gave me a I, quote that I, it still makes me laugh. What was the it's, quote? No, like there's Jared Crick out there on that defense. <laughs> maybe, maybe there is. Crick's but, good player. <laughs> yeah, Crick was well, good. I mean, at the time, yeah, he's yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. they're better. I was, they're I better was trying front. to get Sipple on board. This they're time. better up front than I thought they'd be. There's no yeah. doubt about that. When we come back, it's time for a cool parenting tips edition of Bill's Thrills on a Thursday, an early break in the ticket. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.